Wakano Gojo is a heated lawmaker who keeps to himself at school. Marin Kitagawa is the prettiest, most popular girl in his class. When she begs him for help making her first cosplay, he is inspired by her passion and agrees to take on the project, not knowing just how much his life will change in the process. Is My Dress Up Darling the perfect series to introduce your friends to anime? Or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list? I'm PJ. I'm Skylar. I'm Lauren. And this is Kawaii Disappointment. a lot of traditions tied to valentine's day right but i think the most important and pivotal one for people as they're growing up is the like mandatory valentine's card exchange at school mm-hmm. i love those i did too what was the best valentine um i think the favorite valentine's day cards i ever gave out were pokemon oh my god yeah they were so cute. Because they're all they all say I choose you. Yeah. And they're all so cute. I remember particularly loving the Bulbasaur ones. There was a, a kid that I really liked who I was best friends with in um second grade. And I gave him one of those, but I also taped it on top of like what I thought was like a twenty dollar piece of chocolate, but it was like probably two dollars from right. <laughs> it was just like a full size candy versus like the fun size candy. I'm just like, <laughs> romance. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. the trick was definitely to find the coolest cartoon. I think the coolest ones I ever, like the ones that I was like the proudest to find and give is probably Yu-Gi-Oh! ones. That sounds awesome. Oh. It was, I mean, very cheaply made because, you know, it's American Valentine's merch for a Japanese anime. Yeah. But I mean, obviously <laughs> as an American cartoon, but there were some, there were some gems in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you remember any of the the Valentine's cards you gave Lauren? Not as a kid. I did purchase some of the the prepackaged ones and I would hand them out when I was at work to people who were there. So, you know, I'd buy Disney princesses for just generic because, you know, Disney and then. But I can't remember ones that I got or ones that I received as a kid. You don't remember Choo Choo choosing anyone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that's in reference to. That's a Simpsons, Simpsons. reference. <laughs> Aha! Well, then. You know, you'd think Simpsons would be at least semi safe but nothing is safe with lauren's lack of media knowledge which is why we're going to continue trying to expand it today hello and welcome back to kawaii disappointment the show where two lifelong weebs pj and skylar guide their non-weeb friend lauren through a new anime every week to determine if it's a kawaii success or a kawaii disappointment this week we are watching my dress up darling as we continue through romance month number two all right, Lauren, that name, My Dress Up Darling. What do you think this anime is going to be about? Okay, so I'm sure you remember that cinematic masterpiece that came out in the early 2000s called Life Size, starring Lindsay yes. Lohan and Tyra Banks. Yeah, of course. obviously. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be this. <laughs> I think a beloved doll is going to come to life. And our protagonist is a like aspiring costume designer or an aspiring fashion designer. Like they're super into clothes. And now they have their life size doll that they're like, oh, well, I can start making my fashions with you. And, you know, they end up falling in love with their muse, very ancient Aww. Greek. And um, I don't know if the doll's going to be able to stay alive. She didn't in uh, in life size. So that's going to be problematic. <laughs> so it's also the movie Mannequin. I was going to say mannequin. Sure. Why not? Let's go. 
<laughs> so why not? Why no, not? Why? Take it. All right. Time. Well, uh, we have our, you know, life-size doll movie where it's, you know, we're going to have a lot of weird things in retrospect where you're like, huh, you're falling in love with this creature that just gained sentience two days ago. It's Tyra Banks. <laughs> it's, excuse me. If you're going to fall in love with anyone after Be only a, a day. It's Tyrant <laughs> Well, uh, the moral the moral implication that Lauren has trounced over with just a justification of it's Tyra Banks. It's Tyra Banks. Aside, I don't, know what else to, I don't uh, think you need what, anything else. <laughs> once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change? Okay, yes, stop the presses. Okay, so in Legally Blonde the Musical, Elle takes Emmett to a department store and they have this huge beautiful scene where she's saying you know as a thank you for helping me learn about like law and all of this stuff i'm gonna get you a really nice outfit because i want what is on the inside to reflect what's on your outside and so they have this whole scene where they're trying on different suits and like they're falling in love with each other and it's like so sweet and i think that's this i think the girl is helping her friend who like probably just transferred to school but they know each other from childhood you know the same old story and i think she is trying to get him to dress the way that she sees him as opposed to the way he feels about himself Mm. and i think that they fall in love over that however i think this might backfire because he is gonna be then dressing up so well that everyone's giving him attention and she's gonna be like oh no what have i done like i'm glad that everyone knows who he is now as like a person the person i've always known but i also like just want him for myself so i think that's gonna be the the conflict here so that's that's the main crux of the anime and that's the two main characters here in the front and then you have these two little girls in the background who are upside down and floating respectively so let's let's start with the girl who's upside down so (laughs) she is clearly the sassy friend who is a big advocate into like appearances don't matter why are you going to all of this effort he's just a nice dude you know just let people get to know him for who he is he doesn't have to have these nice clothes that kind of thing she's right in the end um that's the moral of our story i'm predicting so that's your sassy friend and then the floating girl in the back that is your clueless doesn't have a brain cell in their head friend but who is extremely supportive and is really really nice to the boy especially since he's new to school like she just wants him to fit in she wants him to feel comfortable and she's just genuinely sweet but also not quite all there and that's going to be my dress up darling okay i love it i want to see this sounds like your favorite uh early 2000s romantic comedy I late listened. 90s early 2000s yes i went with life size i went with legally blonde clearly i have a very very clear aesthetic in mind here <laughs> you're like my media literacy ends around the time i had other options <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, I mean, I think this sounds like a super fun time. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So why don't we go ahead and watch this life-size, legally blonde Mannequin. anime. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do that. And we'll be right back after watching episodes one and two. We are going to watch the English dub. So if you are watching along, please do so as well. Uh, or watch it in Japanese. I'm not your boss. Uh, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back. We have Lauren watch episodes one and two of My Dress Up Darling. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? This was very different from what I predicted. Um, 
But it was so charming, very sweet, very wholesome. Even though we were looking at practically a naked girl for like most of episode two, I was just so endeared to both of these characters. It's very sweet. I completely agree. I This anime, I think, brings up a lot of discussion about fan service and how it's handled. And I really want to get into that because I have a lot of thoughts about it. But let's get through some quick housekeeping real quick. So, My Dress Up Darling is based on the manga by Shinichi Fukuda that ran in Young Gangan magazine from January 2018 to present, as it is still ongoing, with a current total of 10 volumes. The anime was directed by Keisuke Shinohara and done by Studio Cleverworks for Tokyo MX and ran from January to March of 2022 for 12 episodes, with a second season being announced late last year. With that, that's kind of all we have for housekeeping, so let's break down episodes 1 and 2. Wakana Gojo is an insecure but passionate Hina doll tailor. Due to his hobby, Gojo isolates himself out of fear of being ridiculed. One day, Gojo meets Marin Kitagawa, a popular classmate. While he is on cleaning duty after school, Kitagawa arrives and they have a conversation where she tells him he needs to be honest about his true feelings. That night, Gojo reflects on what Kitagawa told him. When his sewing machine stops working, his grandfather expresses his desire to buy a new one. While a new machine is being delivered, Gojo decides to use the one present in his school's sewing room. However, Kitagawa arrives and instead of laughing at him, she expresses her admiration for his tailoring skills. Suddenly, Kitagawa removes her clothes and shows Gojo a cosplay outfit of a video game character she has been working on, which she inadvertently berates. She then asks him if he might be able to make one, explaining how important the character Shizuko Koroe is to her. Despite having never done clothing for a real person before, Gojo agrees to assist her and promises to do his best, much to Kitagawa's delight. Kitagawa explains her desire to cosplay as Shizuku, a female character from the erotic video game Slippery Girls 2, leaving Gojo perplexed. She then explains gender does not matter when one enjoys doing something to which he agrees. Afterwards, she gives him an instruction booklet on making cosplay outfits. An eager Kitagawa unexpectedly arrives at Gojo's shop. Gojo feels uneasy about taking her measurements while naked, but an unfazed Kitagawa strips down to reveal she came wearing a bathing suit. When he inquires if she finds this embarrassing, she responds she is not. As such, Gojo pushes his impure thoughts aside and begins measuring Kitagawa more professionally. Despite his concentration, a flustered Gojo has difficulty measuring her bust and inseam, though he eventually obtains the complete measurements. Gojo then asks Kitagawa if she has any reference photos for Shizuku, prompting her to give him both Slippery Girls titles. Later that night, Gojo plays the games for research, much to his grandfather's dismay, and that's episodes one and two of My Dress Up Darling. The oh, poor grandpa. <laughs> I I love that he's like, why is he taking notes? Yeah, because like, he, yeah, he's like, I mean, I guess this is normal, right? Like, he's at the age where he's going to be watching porn, but like, why is he like studying it? <laughs> like, what's up with this grandpa? He's trying to fuck and fuck good. <laughs> no, if only. I think I his know. grandpa would be more okay with that. Oh my okay, god. Okay, but so I think I, I mean this is like the meat of the of what like I want to talk about, but like let's just jump into it. So I think there's an interesting conversation to be had around you know fan service and anime in general, right? We've talked about it when we talk about things like Darling in the Franks or High School DD, um, or just you know some some hornier stuff in anime in general. But what I really got, I, I guess like like about the way that it's done in my dress up darling is i don't know it feels it it feels like it's there less to be like i don't know i i don't know it's hard to it's hard to say this without feeling sound feeling like i'm gonna sound like i'm just being like and that's why it's all okay because ultimately like there's always an argument to be made that you do not need fan service to exist but what i like about fan service and my dress up darling is it feels like it's there to i don't know kind of just highlight the fact that they're like that it is innocent in a way like they're just teenagers going through like these experiences 
experiences and gojo is looking at her and he's of course he's gonna notice like her body her proportions these things but it's never like there for him to be like oh my god i'm like gonna i'm gonna wooga, you know, wooga. like he's he's like just having like very real thoughts like you know i've had i like you know i remember being a teenage boy and like having my female friends and you know it's hard to be like hey like i see you as a friend and i don't really want to i don't want to like sit here and think of you as a sexual object because you're not but like the hormones like are are, are trying to th- throw that balance off and how do i kind of like balance that as a person who's trying to be like a person and not just like a deviant <laughs> and mm-hmm. i think that 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 struggle is very real for teenage boys in general mm-hmm. and i think what i like is that gojo isn't like a pervert you no. know like he's not sitting there being like auga like look at those bazangas on marion like he's sitting there like oh my gosh you know here i am in this very like sexually charged situation but i don't want it to be that kind of situation and she's not saying it is a situation so how do i like reconcile that for myself right it almost feels like it's more of an inconvenience than it is like a pleasure you know and mm-hmm. i think again you can make the argument that it's still not really necessary but i think that's very real to the teenage boy experience I think also what this has to say, too, is, um, like, he was already, like, emasculated. So this is also, you know, him feeling very insecure with himself because, like, he loves the things he loves. He doesn't want anyone in the world because he knows that they won't understand. Um, You know, he already had his best friend tell him that, like, dolls are for girls. So he's, like, maybe, you know, not feeling so manly um, because he is so obsessed with his craft. And, you know, and him being, like, attracted to her and being in this situation is really, like, okay, so he he is just, like, a guy, like, still reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think easily you could make it something where he, like, he's also as oblivious to the sexuality of the situation as she is. But <laughs> I think it makes it, I, like, I agree with Skylar. I think it adds, like, a layer of depth that he is, like, oh, no, this is, like, sexy, but I don't want it to be. Right. right. Yeah. And I mean, as people who work in the professional costume industry, this was handled just like it is in real life. I mean, there isn't a lot of the horniness, but, you know, it's a very intimate, very private thing, but you have to treat it professionally. And I think he handled it very well while still having all of that internal struggle that was very, I I thought it was very endearing personally. I agree. He's so sweet about it. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, I can't be thinking about this right now. Right. I have to be, well, I have to separate like very- it. And he's even like very like respectful of like, because again, you could write this very differently where he is a pervert. And he's like, ha, 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 I can't wait to get those measurements. But he's like, I think you should maybe get these from someone else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how comfortable you're going to feel with me doing this. And I don't know how comfortable I'm going to feel doing this. We can also talk all day about how Marin like Loki doesn't respect Gojo's boundaries. Yeah, I I <laughs> yeah. said it so many times while watching rewatching. But it. the thing that uh, I mean, I mean, you know, everyone take your shot. Gojo's autistic, right? We can all like have this conversation here. Gojo's autistic, so. <laughs> <laughs> just mm-hmm. another character for PJ's autistic pile. Well, it's so funny because while we watch this the first time, like I really see a lot of myself in Kitagawa. Um, just like well, and this is the thing, right? Is Gojo's autistic, but Marin, she's not autistic. She just has really bad ADHD. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> 
Skylar's like, yes. <laughs> and. <laughs> and me. Like, the amount of time, like, literally, um, the part where she's just, like, talking at him about, like, how much she loves his character from these, like, adult games. And she's so <laughs> excited. And he's like, oh, he's me. Oh, she's making fun of me because, like, I'll let her keep going on. And he's like, oh, no, she's actually really into this. Like, oh, I don't know what she's talking about. But, you know, I'm so glad that she's happy. <laughs> I'm just like, glad she has something she feels passionate about, yeah. like I do yeah. with my my dolls. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so cute. I was like, that's literally <laughs> But yeah, so to that end, like, I think that's where, like, the disconnect kind of comes in is Gojo is very bad at social interaction. And, you know, he has this very hyper intense focus that he has on his Hina dolls and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he doesn't know how to, like, really set those boundaries that well and, like, how to process everything that's going on that well. Whereas then you have, like, the alternative of Marin, who, like, Loki. You would, I think, from an outside perspective, you could quickly read this as, like, also, like, a form of autism, but something with ADHD people is that people think that it just, I mean, you know, you talk about this, that people think that people with ADHD can't focus on anything. It's not that. It's that their focus is just built differently than most people's, and they will still hyper-focus on things similar to people with autism, and she has her hyper-focus, and it's getting this cosplay done, and this the, these games and you could see that because like she's not sitting here being like okay so i have to have this guy touch my boobs she's like all right touch, get the measurements what the fuck like, why are we waiting touch here the boobs get the measurements let's get this done now i was like i get it the amount of times like i just would not sleep because i'm like gotta finish this project that has literally no benefit or consequence in the real world the consequence is actually being really real because i'm putting projects aside and not getting any sleep <laughs> but it's so important to do this one thing right now for some reason for some reason but uh, yeah to that end um i think that's where it can you know she doesn't see the problem in what's going on so that's why she's like kind of disrespecting his boundaries but because she doesn't realize that there are boundaries in the way that they are like she's like oh he's saying this because he thinks like you know xyz but i don't care about xyz but he's like no it's abc you know and (laughs) so like you know it's it's hard because there's like definitely communication breakdown between them but it just obviously leads to like a lot of endearment in the two of them i agree yeah their dynamic is very sweet i mean there are times where you're like okay maybe you should like take a step back and like look at him and see what he's going through instead of projecting onto him but i think that it's handled beautifully overall yeah because i think again it makes it feel very realistic like you know i think for the most part this is how this would kind of go between these two people in real life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it does feel very real the entire time it doesn't feel it didn't feel like i was watching an anime it felt like i was just watching two people do things that they enjoyed yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um but uh talking about kind of those uh those like similarities like you know i do think about um you know clearly gojo up until now hasn't really been a sexual person at all Mm -hmm. like clearly he wasn't someone that was like watching porn or anything um and i mean the to the fact to the end that he also is like such a rule follower that when she was like yeah i like play hentai games he's like aren't those age restricted how are you clicking the yes i'm over 18 you're not (laughs) you're lying (laughs) 
<laughs> and she's just like, yeah, I mean, they already just shifted. What about it? And I still play but that. But the way she's it. looking to the side, she's like, yes, everyone does this. Like, I like not- that when she's like, yeah, all everyone is into this kind of stuff. And then and there's a disclaimer, might not apply to everyone. <laughs> but you know also that's like a a lesson that like boys have to learn is that outside of like asexual females females are also sexual creatures Mm -hmm. you know i think societally we're very taught like no like the men are sexual creatures and women kind of just go along with it because that's like the expectation and everyone has to come to like the realization point at some point like oh no like women also are sexual creatures and like like this stuff and that's where when he's like are girls even into this kind of stuff she's like yeah we are (laughs) yeah i know we're not supposed to quote unquote be like out about it because then we're whores and sluts but we're interested but it's too. true no lauren's yeah. completely no, right no, i know there's like a stigma around you know women who are more sexually liberated mm-hmm. uh and more open about themselves right i mean like you know to the extent like there i mean yeah i mean there's just a a lot of perception that women should be a lot more you know um kind of reserved, reserved and hold that stuff back and mm-hmm. you know really saving that for their male partners because it's a the men want to own their women's sexuality they don't want it to be expressed right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because we don't we don't have sexual desires we're there for the man's pleasure and we're there to have babies for him it's all it's always for him so to think that a woman could have that independent from a man has always been something that women have had to deal with oh yeah i mean it's the same reason why a man could sleep with Twenty thousand women you know in his lifetime and people would be like what a stud and a woman sleeps with like three different guys and they're like what a fucking slut what a slut yeah back in victorian times doctors would prescribe men you need to go have sex for your health and so they would tell them go out have sex with literally whomever you need this to get better it's just been something that society's projected onto men and women um i was gonna say because like they used to try to cure hysteria with dildos so like yeah it was i mean women they were like women need to have orgasms too you guys i guess but even then it wasn't the prescription wasn't go get fuck silly you know it was here diy we're gonna we're gonna stimulate one for you where it's not actually intercourse with another person it's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) with a toy possibly with yourself So, you like, can't again, sully that, yourself. The, the difference has always been very apparent. I don't know when it started. Actually, I know exactly when it started. It started when I was a teenager and I accidentally saw Disney porn. As you do, it's out there on the internet. <laughs> I, it comes up in I searches. I saw some Rule 23. There you go. Rule 34? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that one. Not that one. <laughs> What's the dyslexia with numbers? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I saw so rule 34 and I was the, it's that whole thing. You know, everyone is saying like this moment changed uh, my brain chemistry and I was a different person from then and out. It was that. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't know this going to happen. Followed by a lot of Simpsons rule 34 and then the discovery of Hint because I saw uh-huh. Sailor Moon roll rule 34 and <laughs> here we are and yeah. I um, have seen a lot of hentai and you know what a lot of it has really good plot so like That's some good. of it is <laughs> I watch it for the plot <laughs> 
I, I read it for the articles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but there's some, uh, there's some hentai that I've watched where I'm like genuinely very into the story, and then sex starts happening. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, this. Oh, this is right, happening. Right. Oh, right. All right. Let's get through this. I need to know what happens. Like, are they siblings? Are they not? I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> I hope they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, um, I also cosplay an adult character from uh, hentai, and so do you. I did, yeah. My last cosplay was a character from a hentai, <gasps> and it's so funny because, like, when you're walking around, um, like conventions and stuff in that costume, not everyone knows what you are, but mm-hmm. some people do know what you are, and um, you share those like very kind of knowing glances and a lot of people will like giggle and kind of like point and make fun of you and be like oh my god do you see that person like wearing that and then i could just be like i know that you know what this is and this is like not that obscure but also kind of obscure enough we're like you're not making fun of me i know you also saw this yeah i mean like ultimately (laughs) you don't know it unless you know what it is like yeah you're telling on yourself it's like, well, you know what this is enough to make fun of me for, quote unquote. So, like, I guess you fucking watch this porn. So, yeah. I don't yeah, know who you've you, th- what too. high horse you think you're on. <laughs> for the girlies, um, the hentai is Bible Black. So, <laughs> like, the most famous hentai of all time. <laughs> well, then there you go. Some people would argue. <laughs> scholars have said <laughs> that's true i'd say like you know so many people are like anti-fuda and so not everyone is going to be into it but you know mm-hmm. yeah we don't have to explain what that means <laughs> i mean yeah we don't have to get into the different subgenres of hentai we don't actually <laughs> the only important one for lord to know is there are some with plot and the plot is uh mediocre usually at best but some are really good yeah, I mean, most of the time the plot, I mean, just like with regular porn, is just a device. Um, mm-hmm, but some mm-hmm. of them, you're like, wow, this is like, this is bussin'. Like, I'd watch this if you cut out every single sex scene still. So. Yeah. That's honestly Bible Black. If you could you could watch Bible Black with every single sex scene removed and it'd still be lit. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's good. That's good storytelling. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. I know what you're sitting there asking yourself. Did Kawaii Disappointment switch to every other week instead of weekly? Did I miss that announcement? Not at all. Life has just been what we in the biz like to call a lot lately. And our posting schedule was the unfortunate victim of that. Now, with that, our goal is still to get all of our February episodes out in February. So expect a small barrage of episodes over the few remaining days of February. Ideally, after that, we go back to a normal schedule in March. That said, thank you so much for your patience with us during this time, and we appreciate you all so much for sticking around. If you're craving more Kawhi Disappointment, then check out our Patreon. Hours and hours of bonus content are available immediately for just $3 a month, and more is always on the way, along with exclusive polls, Q&As, and goodies at our higher tiers. February is set to have some great content, like our reduced redo of Your Lie in April, our AITA Anime Edition, where the gang reads anime-related posts from the Am I the Asshole subreddit and pass their judgment, and more. Find us on Patreon by searching for Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaii desupod. 
A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the truly incomparable Alex J, and our newest patron, the astounding Ruby Cyclone. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Jellums, and if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. And last but certainly not least, we have our Kawaii Desu patrons, our $3 tier, Eliza L, Albany G, Aubrey Z, and Nymphomercial. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. If you're looking for other ways to support the podcast, you could shop at Right Stuff, which has a huge collection of anime, manga, and figures, or get yourself a super cute monthly Japanese box from So Kawaii. And if you use our affiliate links, a portion of your purchase kicks back to us. You can find those affiliate links on our websites or Beacons page, which can both be found in the show notes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O. Com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next episode as we continue through Romance Month with Sasaki and Miyano. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, speaking of good storytelling, I just also love kind of the duality that these two characters present to each other and it's right it's like it's not subtle right they bring it up a lot but it's very purposeful which is these are two people who are very hyper passionate about what they're into but gojo has kind of closed himself off to the world and marin has very much remained a part of the world and you know she she is embraced by the world and you know and he is like not and i think that comes from you know he is and this is kind of like the inverse of like the sexuality thing it's very okay for like women to have like niche special interests stuff like this but it's a little like like weirder for guys you know in high school and stuff like it it happens in different regards right because we can also talk about the (sighs) there's so many layers to every conversation we can have here right there's a lot of things that are more typically like male centered like say watching anime or something right where when a woman says that they're into it a lot of people will kind of try to dismiss it and be like well really like do you actually like anime blah 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 this is for dudes and blah 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 Uh, i'm not talking about those guys i'm (laughs) talking about like a lot of times if a popular pretty girl says they're into something people are like oh that's so interesting i didn't know you'd be into that versus if like their nerdier less attractive counterpart in a male setting says the same thing it's like that's fucking weird dude that's fucking gay dude Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. toxic masculinity goes back to the men just as much as the women exactly and it's ultimately both answers is toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. but like even outside of that really what this is coming down to is gojo has a lot of trauma from you know being kind of shut down by his childhood friend and i mean stopping being friends with them because he was like i like making hina dolls uh and she was like that's a girl thing you're a fucking boy i think you're You're gross now (laughs) yeah which is fucked up (laughs) it's super fucked up gender's made up yeah gender's a construct fuck gender remember boys used to wear pink and girls used to wear blue they did because pink was a sign of a healthy baby and blue was an unhealthy baby because if their skin was like blue tinged women are unhealthy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but to that end again it's 
you know, he has that trauma, so he has completely receded, whereas she never had to. And so, you know, it's the thing that she says is like, you know, she's someone in a completely different world than me, but she's going through the same things and, you know, she's embraced while, you know, maybe I've never even given the people the chance to embrace me, Mm. you know, because ultimately, yes, maybe when you're a kid, that was like a problem, but who's to say that it would still be now, right? Right. 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 And he's clearly like a fun interest. Like, you know, he's good at conversation. He isn't like, oh, like a weirdo or anything. He's just awkward. And that's like not going to be the end of the world for you, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's okay. And he has just reserved himself to like, well, my best friend when I was seven stopped talking to me. So I'm never going to make another friend again. I'm Which alone like, in the world. In extreme response. I, I'm such a god again though, where I say like I relate so much to Gojo because he is me. Um where like I remember because I moved around a lot as a kid and every single time I moved, I was like, that's it. I mean, like, I lost my best friends, you know, and like, I'm just not going to make any new friends this time because the pain, it's too real when you lose them. And then eventually I just like make friends and then like move on again. Right. (laughs) But like every time I was like reserved, I was reserved to be like, I'm not going to make any friends this time. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And then, you know, and then like the dramatic like bump bump from like the reality shows plays because I'm just a reality show contestant at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Will he actually find love again? Tune in to find out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But to the extent that everyone kind of does take advantage of him a little bit because he is like the quiet, awkward one that just kind of says yes to anything and no one's actually friends with, so no one's like really going to stand up for and defend. Um, But also the fact that people kind of feel like they have to like avoid him because he's so closed off because that happens. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. sometimes your isolation is a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know? Oh, it usually is. Usually is. Not always. I'm just glad... This isn't um, because this is also like a pretty common trope. We see like the the tall, like quiet people. Everyone's afraid of them. I'm happy that like no one's really like afraid of him. You know what I mean? They're just like, eh, he doesn't talk. We don't. That one dude's afraid he's gonna get in trouble. (laughs) 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 The one guy who like jumps on his back and is like, "What up, loser?" And then he's like, "Oh shit, I thought you were someone else." I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like he he like sprints away. I mean, that happened to me where I was the gojo of the situation. I was very upset because I was like doing my makeup outside. Um, like, and like, I'm about to like walk into my place of work. And, uh, so there's a lot of like coworkers and people that work at my job walking around. And I was just like fixing my lipstick in like a compact. And this guy came over and like totally like knocked me. He's like, Oh my God. Hey, why are you doing that? Like, you know, to your lips or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I like turned around. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And just like fucking booked it. You know, see me with lipstick halfway lipstick halfway down my face because like (laughs) he he fucking came over and punched me in the shoulder and I was so mad and then my coworker, she just thought I was being like weird I was like no that was a stranger I didn't know him she's like oh okay then yeah that situation was actually weird I just thought you were being mean to your friend (laughs) I was like oh 
also, if he came over and made me make lipstick go all across the way, uh, all the way across my face, I would still be mad. Like, yeah, what the hell? He Especially saw that I was putting on lipstick. Yeah, you don't you don't interrupt someone when they're putting on lipstick. That's a very very high concentration type of activity. What are you doing? Oof. Have you ever been Oof. in this situation on one side or the other, Lauren? No. I mean, I do the like wave at someone you think you know, and then it's it's not them. I have had strangers say hello to me, and I'm like, that's weird. But that's the extent of it. It's just been like a casual hello. No one has ever come up to me and been like, oh my God, why are you doing that? Or done something weird and be like, oh, you're someone else. I like to think that there are actually like so many people talking to Lauren and Lauren's just like not paying attention. Her attitude, demeanor, and manner of dress implies that she is like a nice Midwestern girl here to like, you know, have a good time and like be like all smiles for everyone. So because of that, random strangers will always say hi to her or hold doors open for her or whatever. And and I mean, like, that's like semi-normal, but Lauren will always like turn to me and be like, why the fuck would they do that? They perceived me. I never want to be perceived. <laughs> it's true, though, because I remember like you and PJ were like besties for like a really, really, really long time. And um, I would say like several, maybe even a, a couple of years into your friendship, I heard you like cursing one time and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she does that? <laughs> yeah. Whenever someone is like surprised that I swear, I'm like, you don't know me very well. I, I swear <laughs> every other word. <laughs> I remember there was one time we were walking on stage. It was me and Jacob. And the two of us were both in business casual. We both had on like our name tags and a guest came up to me and asked a question and I gave them the answer, all that kind of stuff. And then Jacob and I left. We're on our way. And I turned to Jacob and I was like, why the fuck did they come to me and not to you? And he's like, because you have a really nice face, Lauren. You just have that like customer <laughs> service face. And I was like, like I'm saying, yeah, exactly. <laughs> TBH, Jacob is a ghoul who haunts things so <laughs> listen to jacob on our flcl episode you <laughs> <laughs> can see no yeah no he just disappears in and out they yeah. know honestly him even standing there was a shock <laughs> <laughs> i've i've only ever had i've had the situation i've been gojo when i've 100 people had gojo me a lot throughout high school uh and middle school i have only done it to someone else like a very very small amount of times like i can't even really think of it it would have had to have been when i was younger the only situations i could think of are i feel like universal because i feel like i hear a lot of people talk about them is like going to the wrong mom at the grocery store <laughs> oh no you guys have had this happen correct no i know because i always i always got lost and my mom would always have to go to the security office for me the fact that i wasn't kidnapped surprise well this is i can at least like feel like not too bad i know this is at least semi-universal because there are a lot of like memes and stuff about it but like you know there's just a woman with a similar build wearing a similar outfit and you like their faces turned away and you just go up and you're like oh thank god mom's here and then it's not your mom oh like, no that oh, sounds like so a sad. literal nightmare it, it is it's so scary it's like a it's like some weird like fucking like as a kid it feels like like a scene in like invasion of the body snatchers where you're like ah it's them and then they like unhinge their jaw and start screaming you're like oh shit they're one of them like you're like oh no <laughs> one of them a stranger <laughs> exactly exactly because you know stranger danger yeah yeah obviously oh you know oh. I, I really love again i know it's a special interest but i love how passionate gojo is about hinadol making yeah 
yeah. You know, and obviously, again, it's two sides of the same coin because it's just, like how passionate Kitagawa is about like her characters. But like, right, the show is kind of more her exploring that passion through Gojo um, because she doesn't have the skills. I do love that moment when they're talking about all the resources in the like your first cosplay book and they both at the same time are like oh my god this this has so many resources and she still couldn't fucking do this <laughs> <laughs> and literally it's a step-by-step guide and she's which still that was did the most bad. artistic moment let me be clear was when he saw the dress and then immediately started like being like mean Critical. about how bad it was okay so what are these specifically because lauren you 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 sew right you've sewn before casually yes uh when he's like how did you like he's like why did you backstitch all of this i was like backstitch like to do backstitch you have to press i have to like hold down a whole separate thing like what yeah yeah no that part i was like i don't was that translated correctly I, but see i think to an extent <laughs> uh, i'll tell you People who don't know what they're doing will sometimes do things that are, should be impossible for them to have done. Like sometimes, true. as someone who's really good with computers, you know, whether it's Skylar or Jacob, they're my two biggest culprits, <laughs> will call me over to help them with something. And I'm like, it should be impossible for you to what do you what you have did. done here. <laughs> Yet here I am having to somehow fix it. To be fair, Jacob is just old and me. I technology like I will literally copy like step by step what PJ day by day. step by step <laughs> like what he has told me what I've seen him do and it just like will not work to and be then, fair like, that's he, also Jacob I think yeah. you both messed with some fairy at some point in your lives yeah. honestly and so and then PJ will literally push me aside do the same exact thing he saw me do and it just worked that time I so. think I am like just that for people though like the amount of times because I oversee uh, a team at work that does a lot of computer work and they will sometimes call me over to be like hey this just isn't working and i'll be like oh yeah show me and then they're like and then it works and they're like it literally i promise promise you it wasn't working like a minute ago and i'm like well looks like it's working now and i'm like i always tell them i was like sometimes i think i just need to be here and then it works (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) i'm like the the opposite of you guys It's yeah. like, uh, I'm going to tell my dad on you. And as soon as you get there, they're like, oh, okay, your dad's scary. I'll work. Or when you go to the doctor and you're sitting in the office and you're like, I don't know if I am sick. Why did I come here? Uh, yeah, the adrenaline just makes the sickness feel like it's gone. Yeah. Yes. Oh and you're gosh. like, oh, they're not going to believe me. They're not going to actually take care of it. I'm going to die. An imposter. Yeah. Yeah. So, but to jump back is actually <laughs> totally fell off was, um, so you like, it's such a beautiful art to be so passionate about. Like, Kina doll making is such an intricate, detailed, beautiful, traditional art. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, and I love mm-hmm. that that's what's focused here. Um, again, I've talked about it a lot. What something I love in anime is when they really just what they would they they never treat a hobby or interest with any lack of respect. You know, everything is always so detailed in its research and how it's presented. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether it's something like skateboarding in you know Skate the Infinity or you know most sports anime, or you look at um something like Chiaya Furu 
like breaking down the games like that. You move something here where this is like a really big love letter to a cosplaying, but mm-hmm. also to heat it all making. And, you know, again, just how much Gojo finds the art so beautiful. You know, he, I think you could read it as him being like weird, like, cause he just loves his dolls and like talks to them and stuff. But I think it's just because he's just that passionate about it. Yeah. And it's so impressive that he has those skills. And ultimately, obviously, the show's kind of like crux because, you know, the thing is, like, he's bad at face painting the faces, but he's great at making the clothes is because he's, like, never really truly, like, taken the time to admire the beauty of life and people. And mm-hmm. so, like, him and Mara, he, like, you know, he's going to, like, see the beauty in Marin and then he's going to be good at drawing faces or whatever. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the fact that he's so good at such a unique skill I just I just love that for the story because it could have been anything, right? But like they could have just had him be someone who was already like a tailor's son or something. Yeah. Right. But I like that it was this like niche skill that he's going to have to learn to develop alongside her, you know, and it's gonna like let them grow together in different ways. But also sewing isn't easy per se. No, but also it is like not. full costume fabrication from scratch, like patterning actual builds and everything Fittings. is not is it's not easy. No, it's not. It's very difficult. So props to him for being as good at this as he is. And it'll just, you know, help him with his little adult. Dollies. Right. Ugh. They're so cute. They're so cute. God, I love dolls so much. Again, you know my infamous, I say infamous, my beautiful, wonderful $200, $260 Sailor Moon doll that was like handcrafted, wearing mm-hmm. a dress that was like hand sewn, hand beaded, and everything. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. so beautiful. They are. They're works of art. So we had you watch this in the English dub. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Japanese dub is more than, uh, is great. We typically watch things in the Japanese dub, but obviously here and there we'll watch things in the English dub. And typically when we do, it's because the English performance is very good. Uh, so I just wanted to highlight the English performance for this because I do think it's worth a watch. It's, I think it's very well done. Um, and we have two people. Obviously, we have our voice actress for Marin, who is Amanda Lee, also known as Amelie, who Skylar and I are huge fans of. Oh, I've heard you guys talk about her before. Yeah, she's the one that does all the uh, the anime um, English covers yeah. that like, I'm in love with. Yeah, so she does amazing anime English covers. If you don't already know this, check them out. They're super good. Yeah, and she's a popular VTuber. She's also a popular VTuber. She's also a uh, accomplished voice actress. She has been voice acting for a very long time. But uh, I think my dress up darling was the first time I actively like knew ahead of time. Like obviously, once I was like, oh my gosh, she's voicing Marin. Like I'll have to check that out. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, she's been voice acting like forever, uh, and has voice acted characters I've like listened to before. But um, yeah, no, she gives a stellar performance. But I also want to give like a shout out to the voice actor for Gojo, who is Paul Date, who. This is his first, like, f- like his full, is essentially his first VO performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does an amazing job. And, yeah, he I think does. he absolutely kills it on this. Um, you know, he for a first time voice actor. I mean, he's. I, I don't even. I don't think he's done anything major before this. Like he might have done small stuff, but for our first performance, I think he really does a phenomenal job. A, but he really like captures Gojo really well. Yeah, I think so too. I thought he did a great job. Good for him. I know he does like. <sighs> He just encapsulates the loneliness 
and like the passion and the things that he loves so well. And it just he has like this like innocence and like excitement to his voice when he does um when he does Gojo that I I think really captures the character. Ultimately, it's hard for me like just like how it's hard to listen, watch dub most of the time because the Japanese cast just really embody the character so well. Sometimes it is a little hard for me to listen to the Japanese dub because I really feel like Amelie and Paul like really capture Marin and Gojo so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they really do. And, you know, Paul, you know, we we hope gets more work and we see him on more stuff. I know he just had a role in Lookism and will probably continue to get more because he's a, a rising star in the VA community, in my opinion. Woo! Um, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out since we did watch this in the English stuff. But yeah, I mean, all of that said, we could, I, again, I think we could talk about this literally all day long, but because there's still so many more intricacies in the the things that we've, that they've shown, uh, the, the, the details of the craft, the details of their relationship. But I think that's a good stopping point to start talking about the details in the music of Ooh. My Dress Up Darling. The music was done by Takashi Nakatsuka. Uh, what did you guys think of the general composure for this show it was really good like the the emoting wonderful perfect the the emoting yeah no it's (laughs) everything fit the characters and this world even though you know it takes place in quote-unquote the real world um it it helped to create the characters the characterizations and where the anime was going yeah i mean i think it was it was pretty good i don't think it was like gonna be winning any awards or anything but i think it was i mean i ultimately i think it did its job but i don't think it was like anything like particularly special to write home yeah i mean (laughs) usually what it is you hear me say the like it's the sex in the city where the city is the other character another character (laughs) at this point we could just replace skylar on the podcast with like a skylar soundboard (laughs) (laughs) one of those dolls that would to pull string where you just have your phrases No, but yeah, I could. Yeah, I I see. I see the the good it is. So you know, it's still good. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about that music a little further. As we talk about our OP and our ED. So our OP is Sansan Days or Sun Drenched Days by Spira. <laughs> Lauren, what did you think of that OP? I thought it was a really great opening. The song being very upbeat, very exciting. The visuals told the story of what you were watching. I wouldn't need to know anything about this anime, and I would be able to identify, okay, here's the overall plot, and here are the characters, which I always love for an OP. And you get a good look at like other cosplays and uh, the cosplays that to come that to come. Yeah. yeah, it's like a little preview. Yeah, without it being like you know, um, like a bunch of spoilers Spoilery. and stuff. Yep, yep, absolutely. Agreed. The first few times it took me a bit to realize that they were all her, just in different cosplays. I'm just like, oh, did it? Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, Look they're not like costume. fifty different characters. <laughs> no this song is literally so fun Mm -hmm. and the amount of times where i have the 
just like stuck in my head. Like not lot. even lyrics, just that tune. Just like, just the little like ditty. early two thousands MIDI ringtone just playing in my head. <laughs> Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, it's super fun. I really like this OP a lot. The visuals are great. The song's a lot of fun. Uh, let's talk about that ED. So our ED is Koi no Yuke or Where Love Is by Akari Akase. Lauren, what do you think of that outro? I love the different pops of color that they were using throughout for the visuals. The art style was absolutely adorable. The song was fine overall. It wasn't something that super excited me, but the visuals, I think, overpowered the song in this instance for me. Yeah, I mean, I think the song's cute. I don't think it's, you know, the, the, anything particularly groundbreaking or anything. It's not giving me something that I've never gotten in an ED, except for in the visuals. I think the visuals are yeah. super great. It's their... The best part of the ED and they're they make it make it really stand out. Honestly, the visuals are so cute. They're kind of drawn in a much more attractive um what is that? The get a clue guys, Simon and something. No. I mean it is Simon and something, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Simon something where it's like get a clue. I've seen that like music video a million times. And this really reminded me of that in a way more attractive kind of way. Because that they're drawn kind of ugly. And yeah, they're really cute. I love it. It's so good. I love the color. I love the blues and the pinks and like how it has this kind of like sci-fi like 60s vibe to it. Yeah. Especially when the squid is like trying to coax um, Gojo out and he's just like, please leave me alone. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cute. so sweet uh yeah a good time overall yeah all right well as much of a good time as we have already had why don't we keep why don't we keep those good times rolling as we move on to our segment what modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros lauren why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with sun sundays so i ended up getting stuck on an artist that i knew was not the right answer and so i ended up reaching out to a good friend of the podcast jackie you know to help me get out of, of the rut some of us just stick with our shitty answers okay and like me today same i'm i'm using my resources anyway you are cheating i'm gonna i yeah have patrick help you i i don't care have people help you if you get stuck because i got stuck and she delivered because she gave me several artists to kind of comb through and see if it was a better match and while the vocals aren't super close i thought that hey monday their song run don't walk was a pretty great choice yeah i see like i see i see it i see it i think the vocals are so different that it it, at first it's like hard to pick it up but if you like ignore the vocals it's like the exact same like chord progression and like yes vibe Uh, yeah no yeah yeah for sure yes 
This is so interesting. And the reason why is because when we were watching this, I told PJ, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the outro to that time I got reincarnated as a slime. So I went back and I listened to that uh, choice I made. And this is the choice I made for that outro. Hey. So then you could have picked this one again. (laughs) Well, well, if I was going to choose one from Hey Monday, it would have been How You Love Me Now, but I couldn't get over um, how different the voices are. But both the choice I didn't go with and your choice is better than what I ended up with. So <laughs> I like how you're like, I have better options. And I said, fuck them. <laughs> I just think when you said it, I was like, hmm, I wonder if Jackie had a similar thought to me. She might have. <laughs> anyway, who did you guys go with? I went with uh, Good Day by IU around a minute. Your vocals are very close. Yeah, the vocals are a lot better. The vibe yeah. is, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. The song itself, it fits the vibe, but it doesn't match very well. Yeah, I would agree with that. But you definitely win for vocals. That was very yeah. close. Yeah. <sighs> so I don't think I, I have the worst answer. Don't get me wrong. It's the worst oh answer. Watch it be the best. No, it's not. It usually is. It's, I, I, know. I promise you it's not. I are going with Wake Up by Hilary Duff. No, I completely agree with you because this is where my brain was. It was in this sound when I was stuck. And that's when I had to reach out to Jackie because I was like, I know it's it's adjacent to this, but my brain can't unhear it. So I think this is a great choice because this is where I started. Yeah, I think this is a good choice, PJ. I like this. I mean, yeah, I think it's okay for like the non-chorus sections, but I think both of you did better in different capacities. I think if you could, if you took Skylar's vocals onto Lauren's instrumentation, we'd have a phenomenal selection for this. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Agreed. All right. So let's move on to that outro, Koino Yuke, or Where Love Is. All right, Lauren, who'd you go with for that? This one, because the vocal was such a departure in the OP, I wanted to go a a little closer. I don't think mine is a great answer, but I ended up picking Paris Hilton, her song Heartbeat. I think it's I think it's good. I think it It's a little bit more like melodic. Yeah, ballad. I don't think it hits the mark on anything like 100%, but I think it does a decent job at everything. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, ultimately, though, not not a bad selection. Uh, Scott, who'd you go with? I went with Big City by Kira Kira Bonito. That's it. That's it? We can pack up <laughs> yeah, and go home, boys. Yeah, we can pack it up go home. Like, that's <laughs> it. I did bad in the OP, but here we are. Oof, yeah, I know. The second you said Caracara Bonito, I was already like, holy shit, those vocals are going to be perfect. That's the answer, uh, but, yeah. And it, it just depended because every Caracara Bonito song sounds completely different from every other Caracara Bonito song. But Big <laughs> City was a phenomenal selection. Yeah, well done. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. So I guess I'll just like shut the floor here and add one more. Uh, <laughs> uh, I went with Pretty Girl by Claro. I 
See, that's a good uh, approximation too. Yeah, what I like about Claro is she has that like this sounds like this could have been from like uh, you know like the '60s, but like with a little bit more whimsy. Mm-hmm. No, I like this. I think this is a great choice. I mean, yeah, it's no, it's no Caro Caro Bonito, but it's pretty good. I've had Caro Caro Bonito in my back pocket. I've for also a long had Caro Caro Bonito in my back pocket. I have not found her use yet, but it's because I've never heard Big yeah. City, and I would have, I would have one hundred percent thrown it out today. Google Lauren because <laughs> I found this out like a year ago. If you Google or English singing artists that sound like kawaii anime openings, Caro Caro Bonito comes up. I mean, that's just racism. It's just because she's Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, literally, uh, and it's. I was like, okay, I see what this is, and it literally does not work for anything. Yeah, because I've need. also like heard people say that about character Bonito, and I'm like, it's literally just because she's Japanese, you guys. Yeah, the racism. But I mean, overall, really good selections all across the board. I mean, they're like each one coming up with its own good strengths i mean hair care benito uh being like a real 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 the solid winner, winner yeah. for that ed but just in general good selections for those ops those eds and i think that is where we take uh our leave of our music segment and take a quick break to watch some additional clips some additional context and get lauren's closing thoughts on my dress up darling so we're gonna do that we'll be right back so stay tuned All right, we're back. We learn watch some additional clips, some additional comics, some additional cosplays, cosplayers, sewing stuff, social drama stuff, and everything in between. So after all of that, Lauren, tell me, uh, my dress of darling starts off as this very cute, you know, kind of like coming of two very passionate people together to work on their passions and on each other. And obviously, as we see that continues to grow, we meet new characters. That um, that small initial like meeting becomes more of a relationship, both professional and as friends and who knows eventually maybe more we are in romance month and there's clearly Mm -hmm. uh vibes here but (laughs) tell me after everything you've seen is this still as endearing as it once was and i'll figure that out after i ask you the question lauren would you keep watching my dress up darling this was very endearing from the beginning because you know there's a lot of shame with doing the right quote unquote the right hobbies for your gender so i like that they very much from the beginning were like it doesn't matter enjoy what you enjoy joy all of that kind of stuff that really resonated and then gojo's just like such a sweetheart i love him so much he was my favorite of everyone it's a great cast but i mean it's gojo i love i love marin a lot um Mm -hmm. and she is like hashtag best girl hashtag like waifu of the year whatever but (laughs) gojo obviously like i mean i always like i don't know i just really relate to him i really like him a lot he is mm-hmm. the most endearing part of this show and yeah he's also my favorite yep 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 i love him so much and i love kitagawa um she might be my favorite character because like i just see so much of her in myself and i've like lived that life <laughs> right oh yeah because i mean to that end she is like a total manic pixie dream girl and i think that's why skylar relates because skylar was in college a manic pixie dream girl it happens and uh, Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's such a sweet show. The characters are so compelling and so human. And so, yes, I will continue to watch my Dress Up Darling. You absolutely love to see it. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is one of my favorites. And I'm glad that it translated and resonated. And, you know, um, let's see if it would continue to translate and resonate as we ask the question, would you recommend my Dress Up Darling to someone looking to start their anime journey? I think so. I think so. Because even though there is the fan service, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it it isn't done because 
of fan service, like we talked about. So I think that that's like okay here. The the only thing that like like yes, it's uh, we explained away kind of the fan servicey, but then there's the part like with the feet, and you're like, okay, well, this is definitely catering to a certain audience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and overall, the purpose is innocent and not as like horny as most other like anime usually is. But like, you're like. Okay, I see what you're doing here. Because I would love to suggest this to someone who likes, like, costume making and stuff. But it's just, like, do you throw them into it just because they love making costumes? I think you could. I think there's enough of that as a love letter. Okay. Yeah, and I think this is, like, a complicated question, right? And I think that's why we're kind of at this juncture is, like... I mean, I know in the anime community in general, like, there is a big perception that, like, this anime has too much fan service and it's not justified. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, obviously, like, we kind of have a slightly different opinion about that. And, like, I think it's it's really your personal, like, limiter, right? I think for us, clearly, it's not, like, an excessive detail, but I think for other people, it really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's where I think this is our first in a long time viewer discretion is advised. I think if you have if you have someone that's looking to get an anime and isn't squeamish about this kind of stuff, then like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I don't think the sexualization is so overt that it's going to like throw someone off, especially because like, again, it serves a purpose. Yeah. But I think if you have someone who is who, you know, is going to maybe be put off by that, even at this level, I would maybe stay away from it. But I think the Mm -hmm. anime itself is done well enough and is an introductory enough and like and well and passionate enough in what it's presenting that I think it would be a great starter anime so you know I think that's where for me it's a viewer discretion is advised I agree with you I think you could give enough notice it, uh, before someone watches it and explain it like a way for them so that they could have it and keep it in mind. So I'll do the like viewer discretion. <laughs> viewer discretion. Yeah. So I mean, ultimately, yeah, this isn't a bad starter anime by any means. Just pick the right audience for it and it can be uh, because if you pick the wrong audience, it is the wrong starter anime. But I don't think it's as egregious in finding that limiter as something like a High School DD or even something like a Food Wars. So um, to that end, we have our overall ranking of a kawaii success. A viewer discretion is advised. And there's still one question left to ask. And that question is, is there an AMV for that? AMV, anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for My Dress Up Darling. This whole month is super fun for me because you get to go into those super lovey-dovey, like really cute songs. This week, I ended up picking Make You Mine by Public. All right, Lauren, there are several AMVs for Make You Mine by Public for My Dress Up Darling. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. Look at me. Ugh, and it's all Marin Kitagawa trying to make Gojo hers because she wants to make him hers. Make you mine. And you have made these three points yours <laughs> as we uh, continue through a very successful month so far for our AMV game. Um, and let's see how much more successful it can be. Because it's time for the super secret, not so secret, bonus round. Lauren, do you think that there might be an AMV for My Dress Up Darling to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? Based on the, the video game that she plays, the fact that it like <laughs> gets into more adult themes in the cosplay situation, I think yes. 
there could be some that exist as cute and as light as this anime is and innocent, especially with Gojo. The, the content they're cosplaying is not. So I'm going to say yes. All right, Lauren, uh, you know, your Evanescence, uh, you know, has been a little bit more hit and miss this year than it has in previous yeah, years. Yeah. You know, you had a very long streak and ever since has, you know, been a little bit more normal, not uh, not uh, as consistently hot. And today, unfortunately, was one of those not so hot days because there is no AMV for Evanescence Premium Life to my dress up darling. I think there's room for it. I think people I should think go. I think so. For it. There, there are are a lot of clips from the anime and games that they watch that I think could be a great anime for a Bring Me to Life AMV. Well, unfortunately, that is not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> so, AMV community. Uh, whether it happens one day or not, right now it does not exist. So, right now that is zero points for that, but that's still three points. So, that means we have a kawaii success. A viewer discretion is advised, and three points in the book. Lauren, thank you so much for going on this journey with us. Thank you for taking me. This was so sweet. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Obviously, we are big, big fans of this anime. Uh, and then, oh, I'm glad you had a good time. But more importantly, I hope our listeners had a good time. I hope they had a fun time. I hope they had a uh, girls can like hentai too time. Girls can like hentai too. Or a this girl likes hentai time girl. <laughs> time. What? What was that last girl? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and ignore gender stereotypes and do whatever hobby you want to do time. Hell yeah. Down with cosmic masculinity. Down with the patriarchy. But up with the Kawhi <laughs> Disappointment Podcast. <laughs> Thank you all so much. And until next time, we hope your weight isn't a Kawhi Disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. And gender is a construct. Fuck Always. gender norms. And be whoever you want to be and be gay, do crime. Bye. Be gay, do crime. Bye. Bye.